Okay, welcome to episode one of the Marvel Deviants Comics Cast. I'm Anthony X, and joining me as always is Mr. Sir. Hello! So, this episode we're going to be talking about Marvel Premiere, issues 47 and 48. The introduction of Scott Lang as Ant-Man, but not Scott Lang's introduction. Right, that is in an Avengers introduction. Yeah, 181. I'm, I think he shows up a couple other spots before Marvel premiere, just as a... He's an employee of uh, Tony Stark. He's in like his head electrician or something like that. Yeah, he's, yeah he, he works for Tony Stark. He's like a genius electrician. Yeah, um, he's installing... In that issue, he's installing um, security stuff for the new Avengers, or the Avengers launch. Yeah, he was in it for a couple panels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read the, I read the whole thing. I was oh, like, you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to make sure I wasn't missing anything. I, really, I was like, "Oh, look, it's it's, it's the first, the first uh, uh, appearance of Scott Lang. Nothing, nothing special about him. No, <clears throat> not at least according to Scott Lang. It kind of, it kind of sets it up almost like he might be the bad guy if he didn't know what was going on. It does because uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like unless you like look at the the guy like that is. Uh, Grinch or whatever or whatever I can't remember his name. But oh, like, Guy Rich. Yeah, yeah. Who who is just like, just looks evil, <laughs> evil <laughs> government guy. And we might get to him later on too. Um, so we're hopping into issue forty seven of Marvel Premiere. Yes. So to steal an Ant Man, and this is written by David Michelini. So interesting enough, I don't know if you heard all this stuff. Um, when the Venom, the second Venom movie was coming out, there was some issues about, I think an article posted something about him being the creator of Venom, and there were some issues with Todd McFarland. Um, what? Well, actually, I don't think Todd McFarland commented on it at all. Oh, but okay. There was like kind of like uprising, like, no, he's not. I love Todd McFarlane. Don't get me wrong. Oh, but yeah, there's a sure. lot of like litigious, like comics related stuff involving yeah. Todd McFarlane. Yeah. Um, especially when you're a bad boy rebel of the 90s, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so basically, he kind of, David Michelini, from what I read online, he kind of redacted everything he had said and he used the word originally, which. He said some people may disagree or agree with, but he originated the character idea. Of, of a bad Spider-Man? Of Venom. Okay, I got gotcha. you. I was going to say, like, that concept isn't exactly original, but, like, th- like the symbiote, what part of it the did he, the symbiote suit? Ed, Eddie Brock Venom. Oh, okay. So, so the yeah. Okay. The character Venom. Gotcha. Or maybe just the symbiote itself being Venom known as Venom, whatever, but that's what he well, said like, he originated. Okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. Um, and I'm picking up what you're putting down. This is just light perusing through it. I came across it by accident, because I, I was hoping to maybe find a couple articles of him talking about Ant-Man, Scott Lang Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find anything. Um, but that wasn't, I wouldn't call it exhausting, but just basic Google right. searches and stuff. It's just tough with SEO now to get what you're actually looking for even when you click on even when you try to sort it out and click on search verbatim it's it's all driven by seo now 
so to steal an Ant-Man. So basically we start out and this first page, there is someone on a bed and Scott Lang is fighting a couple of CTE guards, which CTE is Cross Technological Enterprises. Yeah, it's uh, Darren Cross's um, company, who, who is we will meet shortly. And he is the villain, first villain of the Ant-Man movie. Yes, ba- he is. <laughs> so basically, yeah, he's he's fighting for his daughter. So she needs immediate sur- immediate surgery, and there's only one surgeon who's capable of doing this that he has access to, from my understanding. Yes. Um, no. So sorry, I, I, no, I, I thought I had a thought, and uh, it escaped me. <laughs> <laughs> so again, he's he's still fighting the the guards here, and. We are going to be getting a flashback here pretty soon. but And we get to see a little bit of stuff with the Pym Particles here. Yes. He's got the canisters on his belt. Yeah. And we don't know it's Scott Lang at first. It just right. kind of – we're Good introduced point. to a guy in the Ant-Man costume who looks like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. So And here he is. He's shrunken down. He's got his little ant buddy next to him. They're squirting him with water. Yeah, they squirt him with water. Because there's all these ants everywhere. And I want to just point out that um, the art in this is really good. Oh, it's a, it's yeah. It's David excellent. Byrne's a really good excellent. Artist. Oh, we forgot to mention that was that was my bad. So let's let's get yeah, back it's to uh, Bob Layton. So, and so John, John Byrne. Byrne and Bob Layton. Yes, artist. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name for letter. Um, Orzechowski. Or- it's it's uh, looks Polish. Uh, Bob Bob Sharon's yeah Bob Sharon's artist Roger Stern editor and Big Jim time, Shooter Big Jim Shooter editor in chief so you know it's the seventies <laughs> yeah and I'm a fan of a lot of stuff that came out when Jim Shooter was um, editor in chief okay so oh yeah same yeah so here um they're still hosing stuff down and. Now we get to our flashback. Memories beginning months before when the man in red and blue had not been known as Ant-Man, but as Scott Lang. Scott <laughs> Lang, there he is. Right there. Yeah. So basically, we get a little bit of intro about why Scott Lang got into burglary. A little bit different than the movie. It wasn't as heroic of a notion. He no. was more bored. Yeah, like there's a lot. There's a lot. Like the movie is like, just takes like a skeleton of what like some of the stuff is. Because, yeah. well, we'll get into a little bit more once we get into the movie, and once I'll talk a little bit more about Scott Lang as a character and like everything else once we get a little further into it. Right. But yeah, the, it's quite a bit different, but there's, I, I, we'll we'll get into it. I liked it, but so Scott Lang was in prison for a little bit. And here he's getting released. He was talking to the warden. Um, and we get to meet his daughter, Cassie. His sister, Rachel Welch, who is the who has custody of Cassie. No, he's uh, he's commenting on, oh, on Cassie oh, looking like Rockwell Welch. That's my bad. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in, though. <laughs> One more job. And her but brother. His sister, yeah, his sister's a character in along with the brother-in-law. I like the dynamic in the movie a lot better where it's his ex-wife and, yeah, and, for the, sure. and the cop. 
boyfriend I mean, who is a, a nice yeah, guy. and 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 the sister's likable, but the boyfriend the boyfriend sucks, and the yeah, and the and the boy, but the boyfriend in the movie is like a really like likable character. He's a nice person. Is it? I thought maybe you would mention her name. I didn't take notes on it. I should have done that. My bad. Um, Ruth. Her name's Ruth. Ruth. So here we are now. We get a little bit of um, shows him working with Stark doing some electrical engineering here. And just him being a good dad and loving his kid and being happy. But unfortunately, one day at baseball turns out to be a very scary incident. And um, she grabs his chest. So basically, the doctor is telling Scott, like from x-rays, Cassie's aorta has grown inward, blocking the blood flow with a tissue-thin membrane. And it's inoperable. So it sounds like like her days are numbered, unfortunately. Um, So, you know, even though he works for Tony Stark, the richest guy... (laughs) Which is guy in the Marvel universe apparently he uh, he's falling behind with his bills and everything. Yeah, at this point in time, is Iron Man still Tony Stark's bodyguard? Yes. Okay. Yep. It's um and that's referenced. I only know that because that's referenced in the in the Avengers comic book that I read with the first. Appearance. Oh, you're right. Yeah. He said, yeah, 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 yeah bring your bodyguard, and I was like, oh yeah, they're still doing this, and it's like. Man, that's some, something else. Like that, they, 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 sometimes it drives me nuts in the movies, but that nobody has a secret identity. But it works so much better for someone like Iron Man. Yeah, it, like, it does. It, it I, makes I no sense some... to him being his bodyguard all the time, and just like, oh, where did Tony go? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, why, why Tony disappeared? <laughs> Who do you think he is, Peter Parker? Um. So here, apparently, it's not inoperable even though he just told him it was, because he's pointing out this head <laughs> surgeon yeah. that's disappeared. <laughs> Look, um, there's, some, there's some writing things that, are, that I have a little bit of issues with in this, but overall, like, I, 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 I understand it's 70s Marvel. There's yeah, gonna, it's, it's just funny. Yeah, yeah. it is funny. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they, they contradict themselves, like, a page later. Just reasons why we love and hate Marvel at times. Oh, absolutely. Know, early Marvel. Uh-huh. So he actually tracks this doctor down, and she has no time to talk, unfortunately. Nope. Because, and he's just basically, she's being bullied, and he stands up for her. And he gets the crap. He just gets, like, manhandled by a by an un- unseen man. Giant muscular arm. Yeah. Now, at the time, I didn't, I thought because of how they were, like, like obscuring it i thought it was going to be like a more like top known yeah like i thought like maybe a mr hyde or or kingpin maybe but right. like because you know he, he would be like mu- they would like draw him all muscular and show like right, yeah, super yeah. powerful and they didn't show any of that yeah <laughs> <laughs> but well as we'll see it's a di- it's a totally different character than what we expect right and just i just don't have the avengers knowledge you know like so i had no idea really what Darren Cross looked like in the comics. I I didn't either. Honestly, like, I'm not really... I wasn't familiar with him even from the movie. Like, I, I wouldn't even know that... He, 
I knew that he wasn't Yellow Jacket, but I didn't know like that he was a totally different. Yeah, and I, I think there's times when CTE plays some pretty prominent roles in storylines, but I don't think you always see Darren Cross either when that's the case. Gotcha. So, does it talk about here why he decides to break into this house? Oh, he's looking for. He was casing up. He was oh, he needs the money. Yes. Die hard. Correct. So I thought this was going to tie in a little bit more to the storyline from the movie. Me too. I honestly did too. The and they. Him setting them up. I mean, that's more of a story thing that Edgar Wright kind of yeah. honestly came up with. And, I, you know, it, that is like a more script, like, oh, wow, they really thought about it a little more than just like. Right, for sure than a comic book that that we we need a new ant-man so this is how we're gonna do it (laughs) kind of but i assume that's why they did this because at the time hank pym is yellow jacket he is a different hero okay so he is yellow jacket at this time and then do you know roughly when he becomes goliath uh He's he's it's yellow jacket, 90s, right? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. before nineties, and he's he is Goliath in the nineties as well. No, I know that for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, I believe it. That's an eighties thing. That costume is a very eighties looking costume. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. I'm lacking in my Avengers knowledge. Um. So here we, he comes across the suit. Does his brilliant um, electrical engineering technology and just you know he's just so smart with electronics and he's able to figure out the suit very quickly because he has so that was something that i i thought of when i was reading this i was like this scott lang is a real mary sue (laughs) (laughs) explain yourself okay so like a mary sue is I'm saying this sarcastically. This is not something that I genuinely believe. But okay. I thought this was very funny that this would be a, a male. Ca- it's usually a character that get like you don't show them doing any kind of training or anything. They just automatically like, oh, I know how to do this. And like a lot of people have that complaint about Ray. Like as an example of Ray in the uh, Force Awakens. And, and in the new Star Wars movie, but uh, in this comic book, Scott Lang puts on the on the Ant Man suit and instantly knows how to do everything. And then later, he knows he, there's like he gets himself out of a jam that you're like, how is he going to get out of this jam? And they just really just write an explanation. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it may be fair too going in that Ant Man is popular enough where he could have at least an idea of what the suit does and what he's come across. I mean, right. I, they kind of do that, but not really. Like, they do he knows say it's, that. it's pins. Yeah. He, well, because right in the, in the panel that I'm looking at, he goes, I did a lot of reading in, in STIR, and according to an article in the Scientific American, all I, have to, all I do to activate the cybernetic helmet is to set out a metal and maybe with his, because um, he had the security. Yeah, and he says, oh, he's like, Pim kept himself in good shape. These the skin tights fit perfectly. <laughs> like, everything is like, ju- like wow, I know how to use this yeah. instantly. Like, that was something that uh, that 
that was the funny thing that I thought of was I was reading and I'm like and the other thing is it's all these other books a lot of them are team books where they the the character is bouncing off of another character and this one Ant-Man is by himself a lot so he is talking to himself yeah all. And he has a, and a, a pretty a long lot of internal it, monologue for like three pages and he is me. very full of himself oh yeah <laughs> Huh? They aren't attacking as these. So, what do you think of Scott Lang as a character? In the comics, or yeah, in the the comics, like early, like the. I think he's kind of boring. Yeah, he's kind of a boring guy. Hmm. It's it's tough to say because a lot of like seventies and stuff is pretty vanilla, you know. So, I think in terms of like a lot of stuff I've read. From Marvel in the seventies, he's he's not too bad. He's he's interesting okay. enough. You don't you disagree? Kind of. I like he's got kind of like a bad boy background, you know. For that was term. yeah. Like it does have that very strong like Marvel trying to he's trying to get the uh, he's writing him as a tough guy. Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. I mean he's he, he's he's been to the big house. Well, not the big house, but right. <laughs> not the. No, not been, no, he hasn't been on the raft. Ant- well, and then <laughs> not yet. At the very least, they have the Ant Man has or Hank Pym has that. Oh yeah, yeah. So I just thought maybe I should clarify that <laughs> we're not right. talking about his shrunken down prison thing. Um. So here he is flying on an ant. He seems to get that down pretty well. Yep, pretty he quick. knows how to do that instantly. But. So just to go back to your question, I I think Ant Man's interesting enough here. Like if there was, if I was reading this in the seventies and there was going to be continued, which we know there is later, but if there's going to be continued issues, I, I would check it out. Okay, I feel like. Yeah, he's a, he is a cool character. Like Ant Man is a cool character. Like on its face, Ant Man doesn't seem like he'd be a cool character. He's called Ant Man. Like that's not just not a very cool like. But, like, his power set and, like, how they do it is interesting. And, like, and like a character like Scott Lang, I don't know, because they do, like, kind of make him, like, he can do everything, unfortunately, in this. But, like, Hank Pym is written the same way, except he's the other way where he's, like, so smart that, yeah. like, how, like, what else could he, like, he doesn't fight, really, ever. He, like, gets out of stuff by using using his brain but then he also like hints and like punches people yeah i, I remember a episode of earth's mightiest heroes where he's like yelling at janet because she wants to fight crime and he doesn't want anything to do even though uh, yeah that episode he fights the claw because the claw breaks into his lab and he beats the crap out of him but then janet wants to go be a superhero because whirlwind's ripping through the city and he's like oh no you can't do that blah, 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 blah. that that cartoon they really capture the essence of hank Pym being a real douchebag yeah <laughs> yeah he's full of anger and it's interesting because a lot of marvel characters even back in the 70s and stuff have this flawed dynamic even though i don't think it was meant to be as flawed as it comes out now. no i don't yeah i don't think it's as unintentional as as they they thought it was to a degree, but not yeah, you're right, not as intentional as well, I think especially like like more modern writers that grew up on that, like picked up on that stuff and are leaning into it now. So it, it retroactively like makes that stuff more 
Yeah, and there's more of a vast database to draw from. You right. Know, I mean, who psychology was still a developing thing back then. You know? Right. It's just like funny, like how like guys like Reed Richards and <laughs> Tim talk to their wives and stuff. Oh, I know that's books. awful. Yeah. <laughs> especially when they slap them around. Yes, yes, especially. So here he is, still shrunken down. He's broken into CTE. He's gone into the air ventilation shaft. Yep, he's talking to the ants. He knows that he's got. He knows how to round them up and everything. Yeah, it's just he's he's master of cybernetics, so he knows how to use that helmet. And he wanted to <laughs> and, and he knows. Well, we'll get to that in the next issue. Yeah, <laughs> bullet time. And oh, and in this one, he nicknames that the ant he's always riding on Steed. Yes. Yep. Me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so finally he comes across some CTE guards, and he's still shrunken down. And he does the the old Hank Pym tactic of attacking out of nowhere, so it looks like an invisible attacker is just attacked. Yep, he kicks him in the back, knocks the dude over. You want to talk about this panel a little bit, this page? Yeah, you, uh, he, he didn't, well, I guess it kind of explains that he didn't really mean to fuck that guy up. He just wanted to kind of climb on yeah. him. But he doesn't really have a grasp of like the how strong everything is, and this is this is all right before the first um, panel of the first of the issue at the beginning. So the, this is him breaking into the operating room, and then and then it'll go from him getting washed down the drain. Yeah, yeah, um, and the interesting thing here is thinking about it. It kind of makes sense. Like he doesn't have a working knowledge of physics, right? You know, so it's it's interesting that that's in here. Yeah, like they, I guess it does. Yeah, they do. They did show. Yeah, they show him like using all the electronic stuff and knowing how to do all that stuff works. But as far as like the actual superheroing part, he kind of fucks that up. Okay, and um. Here he's making his big entrance as he grows to regular size. Yeah. It says, however, the ensuing altercation had proven that to be something of an exaggeration. And now, so he's so worried about his daughter dying. And he's so okay. This is interesting. Great. Cassie's dying in some infernal intensive care ward. And I'm worrying about how my superhero career is going down the drain. Question mark, exclamation point. My God, that's the answer. I don't believe it. Saved by a cliche. How do you feel about that? I mean, it's one of the... I don't really think that we needed all of that dialogue. To be like, uh, like the, all the stuff to like... It's worth the it. drain? Yeah. <laughs> to get to the... It's very funny, like a Columbo kind of thing. Yeah. It's just like, well, one more thing. You need to go down the drain. <laughs> the drain. It's so funny. This is, this is a really cool piece of art. Yes, that is re- it is awesome. Onomatopoeia. Glam as he's growing. There's some really cool onomatopoeia things in this. Again, showing him yeah. shrinking. It's, it's so cool. And, like, the cool thing about this is... I wonder how much of this was incorporated into storyboards because you see a lot of this physical stature when he's doing. It has to be. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here he's knocking on more guards, but he finally gets around to uh, confronting the doctor. 
so he wants her to come with him, but she's saying she has a pager. And he's saying, look, this, this dude is not as important as my daughter, okay? So do you want to save someone who's a jerk, or do you want to help someone that actually has a chance for a future? Right. And then whoever it is, is starts speaking, yeah. and he gets up, and he's like a big mu- muscly monster man. Yeah, just muscles for days, and he is giant. Like a lot, a lot bigger than the arm coming out the limo. It, way bigger, and yeah. it looks like the mountain. Yeah. From Game of Thrones. Yeah, he does. <laughs> okay, so. And that's the that. end of it. Uh, that's the end of issue uh, forty-seven. And then it continues here in uh, issue forty-eight. Get him, oh. guys, or a little girl will die. As Ant-Man starts doing the ants. And they're all <laughs> flying towards this. Who clearly. <laughs> Guy about his like daughter. Huge, purple-looking guy. You think you think these ants have a morality? Is that what they're hinting at here? <laughs> definitely, they definitely care if a human being dies. Right. <laughs> so we have the same same writing in our team, but yes. this time um, Diana Alders is the letterer, Mario Sen is the colorist, and then Roger Stern still the artist, and Big Jim Shooter. Okay, so they went through a little bit of the reprise here. It's funny how quickly that last issue was summed up. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Real, real, it's like less than a sentence. Not even a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah, he's definitely ticked off Darren Cross now. He's, he's yeah, a little he's bit impressed he made it this far, but. He's like, says, you and what army? But judging from the size of you, you are the army. Good one, Scott. <laughs> uh, so he's slapping him around, and then all of a sudden, yeah. What kind of what kind of voice do you think he did? Uh, Darren Cross have when you were reading him? Oh, super like deep, like gravelly kind of voice. I was like, oh, I'm going to slap you now. Oh, okay. That I thought he kind of had like a sophisticated, like a little bit of a pompous. Yeah, like a like a posh accent, like a po- like a poppet, like like Fraser. Yeah, like gotcha. Fraser vibe to him. Okay, yeah, I can like a big, gross-looking Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> definitely get behind Fraser. Fraser Payne. So here he shrinks down. He's had a lot of success with shrinking down. You know, and these ants are still right. attacking Darren across his eye. I'm not sure if these are bullet ants or not, but Darren can see him. And he kind of explains a little bit. Um, Dear me. I'll try to read it in your Poppins voice. Or you can. Dear me. The poor boy was obviously unaware that my earth condition has vastly increased my sensory perception. I could see him easily. Don't know who he's talking to. <laughs> I'm guessing himself, but all right. What was that? Tweezers? Yeah, he's got. He's I'm merely using these tweezers oh. to make the lad more manageable, while I use a surgical blade. <laughs> Whoa! Easy there, guys. Torture him Easy. Yeah, time. but it's just yeah. Yeah. ourselves. So it looks like Scott Lang is down and out, unfortunately. 
ripped off his he yep he takes Darren Cross rips off the um, the Ant Man craft that makes him be able to uh, shrink and grow back and then he breaks off the antenna for the ants off the helmet. How will Scott get out of this one? Uh, it's unknown. Good thing he didn't break the helmet. Yeah, good thing. <laughs> <laughs> one of the most ridiculous parts of this comic is Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> His foresight. Yes. So he's, he's in prison now. Um and he's, you know, he's still concerned about his daughter. You know, obviously makes sense here. Yep, but now we're about to get a little bit of uh see uh Darren Cross thinks Hank Pym broke in here, but it's not. And Scott's telling him that. So now we're about to get a little bit of exposition as to who Darren Cross is. Yeah. And it, it does, um, he spent half a century of life amassing a fortune and creating an empire. He's like, so sort of like, like a Stark okay. kind of character. How old does you think he looks? It's tough to tell. It is tough to tell. Like... I would say he probably, like, you would, I would say, like, judging by what he said, like, if he started doing it in his 20s, I guess he would be, like, 40-something, but he doesn't. No, not half a century. He'd be in his 20s. Oh, half a century. Yeah. Which, he does have. I spent my half century. Yeah, so, yeah. Spent, and I spent my half century. So, he's 50-something. He's 50-something. He has a bad ticker, which we forgot to mention is why he has the surgery. Well, we are about to learn that. Oh, true, true. We're about to learn that right now. True. So, yeah, building his empire across technological enterprises. Yeah, and uh, he looks like a pretty normal dude here, you know. Yep, um, he's a normal-looking guy. He's just got, like, a black suit. Yep, full head of hair. <laughs> here, here I can see is, like, the pompous stuff a little bit more. You know, he kind of looks, kind of has a... Uh, trying to think but he has like that 70s macho like adam west kind of look here yeah i was thinking like timothy dalton yeah timothy dalton right but if timothy dalton was built yeah like, like a, a little, little bit more right little more yeah i got structure you. and not that he's as huge as he is later on i mean darren cross here he's just but he's he's definitely wide short so so um he has a heart attack and um And uh, he, uh, they told him that he would have to, like, you know, slow down, and he didn't want to do that. So instead of, you know, doing that and, like, being a normal person, he gets a, a nuclear organic pacemaker. Nuclei organic pacemaker. And, uh, <laughs> a nuclear organic. Yeah. A pacemaker installed into his uh, heart, and it turns him into a giant Hulk monster guy. Who needs new hearts all the time? Who keeps burning out of hearts? Yeah, maybe try a regular pacemaker. I'm not sure. Yeah, really. Like this guy is, a, this guy's problems are all completely manufactured by himself. Yeah, <laughs> and he's he just doesn't want to get rid of the strength. He lost the looks. No, not yeah. Now he became a big purple Hulk guy. Yeah, he's going. He's bald in here. He's Definitely has a Neanderthalic look to himself here. Yeah, he looks a bit like like if he looks like Mr. Hyde mixed with Vandal Savage from DC yes. Comics. 
so he's going through everything that happened. Yeah. So yeah, he wa- he saw the doctor on TV and he thought that she would be able to uh, fix his condition. Hopefully that. Which is pretty much the same thing that Scott Lang did. He, <laughs> yeah, and he kind of runs into um, common problem when you mix money with ethics because you can buy ethics with money. Yep. <laughs> we'll get to that in a little bit though. Um, so he basically is showing him, he's like, hey, I have all these people that have hearts that I am going to take. Yep, he's got a bunch of homeless people that he's kidnapped and are, or just, yeah. it says he's a, a very slum, and they're just people that he's going to kill and use their use their hearts. And uh, Scott sums it up pretty good right here. You, you kidnap people and steal their hearts? My God, cross that's inhuman. No, no, dear fellow, that's survival. <laughs> <laughs> but um, apparently, he thinks Scott will be happy to know that he's postponed and saved one of them because Frost is going to use his heart. Oh no, Scott looks really scared. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great expression, though, because but like mo- the mask is covering. Oh yeah, 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 it's cold through through his eyes. Eyes. yeah, 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 yeah. Really good art. But he's not going to do it till tomorrow. So sleep well. But thankfully, Scott has yeah. was thinking ahead. He was. He bought spare antenna for the helmet. <laughs> Makes no sense. Like, <laughs> I I get why. Like, why did they have to even write that he broke off the thing? That's what know. they were just going to do anyways. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, mean, exa- I guess it shows that Scott is, you know, forward thinking enough to be a superhero. But it also. Sure. Let me get behind that. And I mean, I, we are also got to keep in mind that these are written specifically for all ages, but mostly for kids. Yeah. <laughs> So I mean, I am a little more forgiving. That ju- what that was like. It, was just, <laughs> it made me laugh really hard, especially earlier when I'm like, "Man, this guy's a Mary Sue, whatever." Yeah. <laughs> the first issue, and then it gets to that, and I'm like, "Wow." <laughs> Plus, this is getting close to 50 years ago, and storytelling has just very true. So much. I mean, yeah, that's that's the other thing is when I was reading, I was like, "Man, they really write these books differently now. Like they are way more trusting in the reader now than they used to be." Right, for sure. But. You know, we've we've acquired such a vast connection of media that there's just stuff you don't have to explain that maybe you'd have to to right like in the seventies. Yeah, like like if you didn't read the issue before this one, you didn't know who the hell you would be reading this thinking that it was, you know, Hank Pym when you just opened it up, you wouldn't know that it was a fucking even different person. Yeah. Like if you didn't read forty seven, like a lot of a lot like a lot of the um they would write them every every issue is somebody's first issue, which is true. Like a lot of my, everybody's first issue usually is like something dumb. Yeah. It's like some weird tie-in book that doesn't that you you just you just thought the cover looked cool and you, you were like starting to get into like, well, I want to know oh, more about these people. Speaking of covers, that kills me. I got two points to make, but I'm just yeah. gonna piggyback off the sure, cover sure. thing first. My gosh, like especially a lot of. I've been this will tie into another thing. I've been reading a lot of Deadpool. I've gone back through. I'm probably like 50 issues deep with all his appearances. I'm like in the middle of the Deadpool and Cable run right now. 
some of those comic issues, and even it was like that with like Wolverine and stuff too. I'm like, <clears throat> when I was a kid reading that stuff, I'm like, man, this is gonna be really cool, you know? Like, and the the cover of the issue has nothing to do with that. Abs- no, never. Yeah, it's it's always to like get you to pick it up, and yep. it's like oh, some, it's, it's great. some some evil trick. Yeah. <laughs> But it worked, and and honestly, when it, you're not mad about it, no, usually no. you're just like, sometimes, sometimes you're just like, man, a little disappointed. But yeah, especially if the cover is really cool looking, like somebody dies, and it's like nothing. It's like something. Oh, it's a it's somebody, but it was, or like two a, characters fighting, and they don't even fight. Yeah, <laughs> the character just <laughs> that's appears. That's the, the worst issue. one. Yeah, <laughs> that's the worst thing. Um, the other thing is that I was gonna talk about was how you were talking about giving like a, a, a synopsis previous synopsis just reading a lot of those Deadpool comics it happens a lot and I know Deadpool's like fourth wall breaking but like there's an issue where Cable tra- becomes a messiah and gives people a promise of a hopeful future blah 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 and then he disappears <coughs> and you just have issues where characters are talking to the audience that aren't Deadpool like for example in one issue it's the it's um Apocalypse's horseman from um Age of Apocalypse so you have okay. the Spider-Man blob thing yeah and yeah stuff. and they're talking to the audience explaining what happened and it's it's just nonsense <laughs> you know it's yeah. funny. It's funny, but right. it's not. Uh, who's who's uh, the writer on the last uh, one? It's that? it's Fabian. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sometimes but he doesn't do a lot of that stuff, you know. No. In, in the, the people issues. that I think of when I think of that kind of stuff is like Kurt Sagan and things like yeah. that. But yeah. Yeah. Gary Gary Dugan. For sure. <laughs> um, but it it just in Deadpool it's such we'll get to that stuff later on. Oh yeah. I don't want to get off track here. So okay, so now he's he's sending the ants to get the belt pouch back so he can. Yep, and it's a lot of him like telling. It's a lot of like r- really gorgeous drawings of the ants and him just kind of like explaining like what they're doing, like him going through. Oh, they're getting the they're getting the belt thing. They're successful. <laughs> it kind of looks like a like a the thrusters of a spaceship it does <laughs> it's pretty cool looking it's just this it's the it's the belt pouch on and uh, just a line yeah and this ants getting crawled into the and then they're about he overhears them and they're about to about to get ant-man he's gonna get his heart cut out so <laughs> this must have took all night apparently again <laughs> there's no time again, lapse, but <laughs> again i mean these aren't perfect right yeah and they were on a schedule probably writing multiple comics oh yeah but they do actually. There's so much in this that goes in the movie, like them opening the jail cell and he's just gone. Yeah, there's not. It would. I wish there was a reaction shot, but they have masks on anyway, so it wouldn't matter. But it's and then it's him growing large again. Yeah, punching doing all that work. Really cool. Shawack. And then he's you know it was a close call. Just got he just got that yep, belt pouch in the nick of time. Uh, but he's got to get to Doctor Sondheim. And they're flying through the air vents. Come on, Emma, forward! Ho! <laughs> and th- this must be. You think this is a different breed of ant? It's a different color. This is gray. The other yeah, one they're <laughs> they're scary looking ant. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so and speaking of scary looking, we're back to Doctor. Yeah, Cox. he's very strange looking. Yeah, he does. He looks like if Frazier was a bodybuilder. 
like yeah. if he, he looks had, like a pro wrestler. Yeah, yeah, he's, pro wrestler. Wearing, like if he has Brock Brock Lesnar's body. Yeah, he's just wearing a black beetle. <laughs> Actually, he looks like he looks. Yeah, he looks like if Undertaker was really muscular. <laughs> I mean, I, he is, but I know what you're saying. Like, not, not, ripped. yeah. He yeah. isn't like a bodybuilder, muscular. Yeah, he he's like, ripped. he's like a, he's muscular, like how a wrestler is muscular. Not like yeah. he's strong. Not like, yeah. Cut. He's got the Hollywood Hogan or Hulk Hogan haircut without the long hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got kind of the Hulk Hogan skin too, like the, like yeah. the, like the, the tan hot color. dog t- casing skin. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because he oiled himself up. Okay, so he here the, here they're fighting. Yep, steps on him, and he doesn't really. He's like, Ant Man's like, actually, he smacks him in his face with his own leg. He's using his own like momentum against him. Yeah, that's and it makes really a whomp cool. sound. Cool, <laughs> really cool, well drawn because yeah. to be able to show that. And he, he basically flipped him over and now Cross is back up. And he's yeah, he's like, like trying to, he's like exerting himself, trying to find him. And uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> my, my chest, the pain. So he gives himself a heart attack. Yep, he's got a heart attack. And what? What's wrong, Dr. Sondheim? Well, this is where uh, money can't buy ethics. Or Trump ethics, I guess, would be a better word. Blum. And that sound is his heart giving out. Yeah. <laughs> so, or it could be him crashing too, right? The wet flub of a blood-filled, bursting heart. Oh, I guess that one is the, is crashing because the flub is the sound. Ant Man died. <laughs> they just wrote that out. Yeah, yeah. In the nick of time, even though him stomping on him did nothing to him, really does it. He did yeah. Not. No. He didn't lift him off. Um. And then it. Scott Lang's impressed with himself. He's going to outwit it. I don't even think I could hurt this guy. <laughs> and then the doctor's like, no, I just kind of, I knew nah, it was no. happening, and I just let it happen because yeah. this guy sucks. So basically, he replaced, she replaced the heart with his old heart. Yep. So it, it was already worn out, and once he started, like, exerting himself a little bit, he he died. Mm. He poisoned him. And, and now... He's going to tr- trust her to fix his daughter. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> I think I think it was based off intent there. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm do, I'm being a wiser. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's a whole lot of I hope Cassie gets out of this. There, and if I get arrested, she's <laughs> Cassie will have to go back with her aunt Ruth and uncle. I who thinks I'm slimier bubble. than Jack the Ripper. I love that thought bubble. Slimier than Jack, Jack the, the Ripper. Ripper. Oh, gosh. That was strange. I wonder if that was common vernacular. Slimier than Jack the Ripper. And his hair is a different color now, too, if you notice. I think he's had, oh, he yeah. had blonde hair. Yeah, he did. Now it's like a red, he's got like reddish-brown. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's because of who's coming up who also has blonde hair. Yeah. And he looks a Makes lot sense. like him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Yellow Jacket appears. Yes. Who is um, Hank Pym's uh, identity at this time? Hank Pym has had a lot of different superhero identities. Ant Man was his first one, and now he's uh, currently uh, Yellow Jacket. And he's coming to tell him, "I'm not here to arrest you. I came to congratulate you." And there's there's a bit, if I remember correctly, there's a bit of explanation here. Uh, 
yes, he was he it tripped off the alarms, which makes sense. I mean, it, w- it it is kind of suspect that there would be an Ant-Man costume just hanging out and nobody's like watching them or paying attention. Right. However, he was able to get through all the, most of all the alarms except for like a secret one that only Tony had. Watched him. He's like, "Wow, this guy's a real uh he's a real uh Ray Skywalker." Yeah, and he was going to help him. Yep, and he got zapped. And I didn't go back and see. There is okay. Yeah, I did. There's like a white flash. Or I read that, and, and I was like, like oh, I that? will take your word for it, comic book. I'm not gonna go back and see if I could find that. So he flies away and says, "You can be Ant Man now." Yeah, we're we're BFFs. And now, if only he is Ant Man for a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, I'll keep the costume, keep it, and use it. And the bad guys had better watch out because. Ant-Man's back in town. Yes, he is. And speaking of the Avengers, my computer just fucking flies along. So, that sums up this issue. The new Ant-Man will be appearing in upcoming issues of the Avengers and Iron Man. Watch out for him. him. I think the next issue he appears in is like Iron Man 120 or something. Okay. I'm not sure. I mean, he was, they were kind of like making him, because he works for Tony Stark. So, obviously. He would, Scott Lang at least would probably be popping up every once in a while. Right. I don't know. Overall, what what do you think? I liked it. Like it's um, like Scott Lang was never like a character that God, I was ever super into. Like I always kind of thought I was like like Ant Man was never like a big character for me, but I liked Hank Pym. Like he's the guy who created Ultron. Ultron's one of my favorite Avengers bad guys. Right. That's right. Um, and he's just been a staple of Marvel forever. And he's he's a complicated character. Scott Lang, I always kind of was like, what if Ant-Man didn't have any of that other complicated stuff and he was more just like a straight-ahead superhero? And I, Visually, yeah, that's all cool. But like story-wise, I never really was like super into him. Um, what kind of changed that for me was the movies. But like Paul Rudd is a totally different yeah. Scott Lang than the comic book. But... I I like like a lot of early Marvel stuff that I wasn't ever really into. I appreciate it for what it is. Like it's a really the art is so good. Um, as far as like a, a written book is, there's issues with it. Obviously, we all we pointed it out um, right, right. during it, but I liked it. It's it's a breezy read. It's really nice to look at. Um, it was a good introduction for a character like that too. Just a like a real quick, clean kind of like origin story. Right. For a guy that, you know, he did, he doesn't get bit by anything. He's a kind of like a, he's not a shitty guy or anything. He's just like a guy that, um, was down on his luck and kind of stumbled into becoming a superhero. Yeah, I, I honestly couldn't put it better myself. Um, and the, he's like, also like, probably near the bottom of like the Ant Man's that I like because there's also a third Ant Man, who's, just like. Despicable. I feel like they like took like they like took the criticisms of Scott Lang and Hank Pym and they're like okay we'll give you a guy that saw that like we're gonna crank it up and on purpose and make him like really bad yeah and, very like, tongue in cheek yeah that one yeah irredeemable Ant Man is a really right. good book yeah. yeah yeah that is that is a great book um so for a reader <coughs> not I mean someone just coming off the streets that maybe like some movies but doesn't read comics. I mean, out of five, I would probably give this like a, a, a 2.0 for them. 
Yeah, I but. mean, it wouldn't be good for yeah somebody that watched the movie. It'd be like, oh, I want to see where this begins yeah. because this is not like the same character at all. It's interesting enough where I think someone could enjoy it because there's a lot that goes into the movie. Right. There's like there's a heist aspect to it. There's a fish out of water learning how to use the sword, uh, but there's a lot more of a learning like a more realistic learning curve in the movie than there is in the book right and darren cross like well when we talk about the movie we'll get into it but like both of those characters are like both versions like i don't know like they changed the darren cross character so much but i don't know if i would want the version that's in the book and to be like the one that was in the movie either yeah no for sure sorry i didn't Um, mean to interrupt you no you didn't interrupt no that was that was my question um, and that's one thing that MCU does good is they do a lot of changes with character stuff to keep fans guessing and, and new fans enjoyed. And I don't have too many complaints about their character changes. There's stuff we'll get to eventually that we talked about. Like we didn't like the way that at least I'm pretty sure you're on board with me. My biggest pitfall with the turtles is the origin of Eternals and well, the cosmetic makeup of Eternals yeah. and what they did with deviants. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was never really a big Eternals person to begin with, but, like, how they did it was just, like, as a movie, it wasn't anything and, that I was And, and we don't know. There still could be a Deviant King, you know, right. that goes into people that the Eternals created. Because I'm guessing now Thanos is no longer an Eternal. Or Star Fox. Star Fox? He shows up at the end of the movie. Yeah. But he's living with Thanos' brother. Who knows? They've yeah. changed so much that it's... <laughs> I yeah. mean, they could really have it be anything. I know they're doing an, because they're uh, they're doing an Eternals too, right? So yeah. they're and sticking with it. <laughs> I think I think on a rewatch it would serve you better because I really don't think uh, Eternals is long and drawn out, and it feels like it's long and drawn out. But I, I as much backlash as it got, I st- and. and you know, I, I'm saying all this, trying to give a little bit of a defense for it, but it probably still is my least favorite Marvel movie. Yeah, it's definitely of the MCU movies. Oh, you know, I don't know, because I really also did not like Thor: Love yeah, and Thunder. Yeah, that's what you were telling me. That one, that one was like a more like, wow, this is hurts to watch. As far as like Eternals, so I was like, man, I'm this is boring, and I'm not really enjoying it. Thor Love and Thunder was more like I don't like this at all. Before this isn't funny and watched, it's annoying. <laughs> b- before you watched Thor Love and Thunder had you already gone back and read Jason Aaron's Thor run? Oh, okay. No. I, re- I watched the movie and then I was like Ugh. and then I re- and then I was reading the books and it's like man this is it made me it made me like the movie even less and gore the god butcher is such a cool villain yeah and they did him dirty like i don't i don't even know if they did him dirty but they definitely it was subpar to what it could have been yeah definitely um i i don't know i i I did not hate thor love and thunder i i it was entertaining for what it was but like i told you before my expectations are kind of down i think they I'm not expecting really a whole lot to be better than what Endgame amounted to, at least not now. Um, right. At least yeah. not. Sorry, that's <laughs> my, my cat's. Oh, he's being a little goofball. Yeah. <laughs> um, at least not now. I just my expectations have been a little lower, so I probably have enjoyed stuff a lot. Gotcha. 
Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know if it's even like my expectations being different. It's just like maybe my taste is like like maybe is a little different. Right. Like, I just don't. I don't know. I didn't have the tolerance for like some of that stuff. Like the screaming goats <laughs> was in it. Like, Those and then nice. it was just like in it so much, and I'm like, wow. Thank you, Waititi. You are running this joke right into the fucking ground, and it wasn't funny the first time, and that's even less funny the, the eighth time he did Dark Lord. Yeah, I, he definitely took a different approach to this, and I don't know if it's just some kind of different... Well, we'll, we'll talk about Thor. Right, yeah, yeah. Different times. Absolutely. We're talking about it right now. So I think for the average reader, and we'll rate this out of five like we normally do, you could do 3.5, just know... 3.27s, whatever. <laughs> we ran into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> so I think, I think, and and how we'll rate this um, is for your average comic readers, which I consider myself to be. You know, I don't yeah, consider myself me too. to be. Yeah, I'm not like super knowledgeable, yeah. but I know enough. Right, exactly. Um, so for your average comic reader, someone that enjoys Going on Unlimited, I'd give this a 3.5. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I would say it wouldn't. It's not a waste of your time or anything. Yeah. What's that? What would your rating be? Uh, I'd say yeah, maybe like a two point five. Two point five. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think you're a little more on point there. Um, but there, there's just so much enjoyable stuff to take away from. Right. It. Yeah. I mean, it's it'd be one thing if the art was also bad and like the story was like. A mess. It's not a mess. It's just like it just has some funny plot holes in it, and it's kind of like a lot, a little bit of it's like for the sake of convenience storytelling, but it's not ugly to look at. It's it's really the art's really nice, and it's it's a it's a it's a it, the story makes sense for sure. Yeah, it, I mean, there's nothing too original about anything that happens in this comic, and no, they make definitely. fun of themselves for that, right? I mean, it's it's you're literally like. Taking in a character that like one of their first ones and just like give, give making somebody else be the character. What do you think the motivation <laughs> was for? Honestly, like I think just so they had like because I don't think people knew who Yellow Jacket was. I think it's just so they could you know not have to undo that while also having like a guy in the co- recognizable costume. You think they felt pressure to be like we had this Scott Lane guy show up and. Kinda. I don't think that. Or you think the whole all. thing was planned for Scott Lang to become Ant-Man or a different superhero, and they were just kind of introducing him? That's I don't know, that's a good question because, uh, like under Jim Shooter, a lot of that stuff became a lot more connected. Right. Yeah. So I know, like, some of that stuff was connected just because you know Stan Lee was writing all of it. Right. But, um, writing all of it. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> Yeah, under Jim Shooter, he made sure that like a lot of like stuff and like the the writers were talking with each other. Now it was like less, it was competitive, but it was more like a team effort. Okay. In the seventies, so like, I, I don't I, honestly like I'm not sure. Like I didn't do I didn't see who wrote that um, Avengers issue. So if it was like, it was which one? Oh, Avengers. Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know if it was just like a synergy, synergy synergistic uh, thing where. <laughs> Sorry, the cat jumped on the table and it's really fun. Uh, I don't know if it was a synergy, synergistic thing or if it was just like 
we're we're going to be introducing this character in in the uh, Marvel premiere. We just want to make sure that he shows up or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know because all of a sudden you just have this guy show up, named. Yeah, he has a full a first and last name. Yeah, and so you so and whenever they do that, it's like, well, this person's going to have some sort of importance yeah. or and whatever. It, it could have been a thing where maybe he was planning to be a villain later on, and they were like. Let's do something more interesting with them. We we want someone back in the Ant Man. And that stuff always guy. and that stuff is always changing too. Yeah. Like very like it stuff will get they'll they'll set up stuff and then like decide like or they'll set up stuff and the writing team changes and they're like I don't like any of that shit and they'll just like disregard yeah. all the all the yeah. previous stuff. For sure. But overall, is it's yeah like if you're if you're curious about. Um, you watch the Ant Man movie, or you're just curious about learning more about the history of like um, some of the more obscure Marvel characters, like Scott Lang, um, who's not as obscure now because of the movie. But like before the Ant Man movie, like you'd be hard pressed to, to for anyone off the street to know who the hell yeah, Scott Lang was. Comic even even Hank Pym, well. who Hank Pym was, founding member of the Avengers too in yeah. the comics. Yeah. <clears throat> but okay, well. This is us signing off, and we'll be back, or well, <laughs> we'll be back, but <laughs> tune in for our other MCU podcast if you enjoy the Marvel Cinematic Yep, we'll Universe. be talking about, it'll tie in directly to the uh, an episode you just listened to. We're going to be talking about uh, 2015's Ant-Man, the end of Phase 2. End of Phase 2. Yep, enough uh, said. Enough said.